0: Hello and welcome to tonight's session guys and um, this is the comeback show because I'm coming back from America. So if you're watching, please type in hashtag live and hello and thank you for joining me tonight. It's going to be a great session. I'm going to be talking about what I've been doing in the US, I'm going to talk about the world economy, I'm going to be talking about what's happening in Australia. Hello, there's a lot of exciting things happening at the moment and look, Happy end of financial year. Tomorrow is the end of the financial year, and um, it's the 30th today, and I think tomorrow's the 1st. That's right. So, now, I'm waiting for my co-host, Belinda. I'm just going to send her a quick email and ask her to come and join us, because it's always more fun when Belinda comes and joins us, don't you reckon? I I You've got the invite. Bye. Yes. So, Tonight, what are we going to talk about tonight? Well, we're going to talk about interest rate rises and we're going to talk about the economy and the budget. Hello, Glenda. Hey.
1: How are you?
0: Good, thanks. Good. Very good to see you.
1: Awesome. Fantastic. Great to have you back, George. Back in Australia. Amazing. Yeah,
0: thank you. So, um, look, it's the end of financial year, right? And I want to talk about the federal budget
1: all right,
0: let's go. Yeah, but before I do that, I've got a bit of a confession to make. What's
1: your confession? I
0: confess this in America, but I don't know if our Australian audience has heard this yet.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Okay. This is the confession. We were having a bit of a chat. I was in America. We were having a, a meeting with a, a bunch of business people from around the world, very successful and very successful property investors. Yep. And we got to hang out, hang out at Newport Beach and Huntington Beach, for about three or four days together. It was really good. Yeah. And we are talking about relationships, Uh right? And we started talking about, you know, how did you meet your partner and why did you marry him? And then I've had a few drinks, so I've said, look, (laughs) I'll be honest, I married my wife for money. Really? That's my confession. I married Christina for money. Because everyone thought she married me for money because she's 20 years younger, but it's the other way around. (laughs) Ha-ha. I'll explain. Let me explain, though. Go for it. Okay. So before I married Christina, I, um, you know, went on a lot of dates and things like that. And, you know, what would happen is I'd go out for dinner or lunch or do something. I'd be working because, you know me, I was always hustling. And the girls would get upset about, you know, why are you working? You should take time off. And they would never support me trying to go for my goals or becoming better. And one thing I found early on with Christina when I met her, she really loved what I was doing, that I wrote a book and that I was helping people invest in property, and she loved it. And she actually wanted to talk about it. She didn't mind if I talked business because, you know, there's people in this world, they, they separate business and pleasure. But to me, I think, um, to me, success is where you don't separate them and when you don't know if you're working or you're having fun.
1: Yep, that's it absolutely
0: but technically now i'm working but doesn't but you're seem you're enjoying yourself
1: more. well uh, well it comes back to that whole idea that you know if you enjoy what you're doing you're not you're not really working
0: that's right so so i want to just ask the audience do you think it's okay that i married my wife for money <laughs> because i really think when you marry someone you want to marry someone that brings out the best in you correct right and that's what Christina does she pushes me You know, I'm like, I'm a millionaire. She goes, I don't want you to be a millionaire. Be a billionaire. You know, it's great.
1: Absolutely. I'm
0: definitely not a billionaire.
1: And she's supportive. Yeah. Of what you're doing. And she's, you know, your right-hand woman. Look, behind most successful men is a good, strong woman anyway. So what are you talking about?
0: Absolutely. I think that's (laughs) very true. And that's the whole point. Because if you want to be successful, you need someone that's going to push you and help you become successful. And absolutely. the challenge is, the challenge is with lots of people, right? I'm just going to get my iPad out here. The challenge of a lot of people is, people out there, um, you probably know this because this happened to me when I first started. When you're first starting investing and when you're trying to better yourself, a lot of people around you don't actually appreciate it.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And a lot of people tell you not to do it.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? And we have, we have a lot that's of that what happens stuff, to me. Right? Sorry?
1: Uh, We have a lot of that kind of tall poppy syndrome in Australia.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, I found when I first started investing, people saying, oh, it's too risky, don't do it. And they were saying, like, um, you know, you're going to lose your money. Now, the one thing I can't stand is people that have never done something giving other people advice on how to do it. Correct. Like, for example, I've got a video that says how to cut your mortgage in half. Yep. Right, And I talk about how you can do interest on your loans, how you get to use an offset account and your credit card. And by using the right structure, you can pay off your loan quicker, right? And I've literally helped hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people do this yes. successfully.
1: Absolutely. And,
0: I mean, Christina's auntie, welcome back, George. Thank you so much. Christina's auntie, she, um, she paid off her mortgage in three and a half years. I know. I've had, I've had people pay it off in three years, four Ripple. years, five years.
1: then time. And
0: then this guy comments, and I think it was a financial advisor, right? Most probably. Now, I'm sure there's a lot of great financial advisors out there, but most of them, I really can't stand
1: them. Yeah.
0: But financial advisors, they got their suit on, they're behind their big desk, and they've got the big watch on right and some couple of gold rings or whatever and then you come and see them and they're like yep this is what you should do put your money in stocks blah 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 right most people have lost money in stocks yeah that's right the fact of it but also not only that the fact of it is i mean these people are saying i'll teach you how to retire but they're doing 80 hours a week behind a desk in a suit
1: i mean who are they to? yeah right. exactly that's but the kind of advice you want
0: like go, on. don't go interest only you'll never pay off your loan well hello I'm saying cut it in half, pay it off even quicker, right? Yep. They've been brainwashed by the stock market and the banks and they do as they're told, right? But the fact of it is, if people don't walk their walk, F them, tell them where to go, simple. Yep. Let's mm. not frog them. Yep. So what does this cup say?
1: Uh-huh. World's best boss. <laughs> yes, you
0: need to bought that for me. <laughs> I
1: think she uses it most of the time.
0: She does. She does. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Absolutely.
0: So, um, debt. At the moment, there's a lot of fear around debt. Yes. Right? Now, I want to talk about good debt and bad debt.
1: Great. Let's do it.
0: Because you should fear bad debt, but you should embrace good debt.
1: That's right.
0: And if you've got to be smart enough to know the difference. Yeah. because the, you don't want to follow the crowd that just scared and going, oh, my God, I'm scared of debt, I'm scared the property, um, what's it called, um, interest rates are going up and blah, 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 blah. So what we want to do is really want to say, hey, have you got good debt or bad debt? Because you've got bad debt, you should worry. But regardless of interest rates, you should worry about bad debt. That's right. And regardless of interest rates, you shouldn't worry about good debt. So it's not the actual interest rate that matters. It matters about the structure and the nature of your debt. Let's talk about bad debt. So I was just about to
1: say, for the people out there that don't know the difference between this...
0: I'll give you bad debt, right? So bad debt is getting a Prada handbag, Gucci, (laughs) um, a Rolex watch, right? And look, some people say, oh, it's it's an investment. It's not an investment, and I'll explain why later. Um, Going on holiday, buying a house to live in, getting a fancy car. How
1: about a jet ski?
0: Getting a jet ski, um, all that sort of stuff. That's bad debt. I'll tell you good debt. The best debt is education, making yourself better. There's one thing in your life that's going to be around all the time. Your biggest asset is you.
1: Yes, yes. Absolutely, best investment. The second, the second
0: biggest asset is your property portfolio.
1: Yes.
0: Right. So, people that are wealth investors, they spend their money on, on education, on their health, on experiences, not yes. on objects, on experiences. That's right. right. And then they invest their money, and that's what they do.
1: That's right. But, you know,
0: they tell you, you know, you know, when you leave school, get a job, pay taxes and save your money, right? That's because the system's there to do that because it's fractional banking. The banks want you to save your money because you put your money in the bank. For every dollar you put in, they can lend out 10. It's called fractional lending. Yes. Right? But the real smart people are the people that borrow money from the bank for good investments, not bad investments.
1: Well, well you're never going to save yourself rich, are you, or wealthy? You're never going to save. You're ne- It's just not unless you... You can't give yourself the
0: rich, no. And you can't work your way there either.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We've had a few questions come through. Are you yeah, right you read them
0: out and I'll just okay, get in so I'm going to seven, just take my top off. Seven, I'm I'm going going to, off.
1: Okay. We've got a 700K home loan, uh, sorry, home mortgage with 160K in the offset. Are you there? Do we use yep, the 100K yep. for I'm the do we use the 100k on a deposit for another rental or leave it in the offset account and pay down the home loan at the moment?
0: Excellent question. Okay, this is the deal. Henry Ford, he said he'd have a, rather have 1% of 100 people than 100% of one person because he understood the power of leverage. So the wealthy investors understand the power of leverage. So when you buy an investment property, if you do it properly, you get the property, the tax, the bank, the tenant doing all the heavy lifting for you, right? So if I had a 116 offset account, I would want to use that as a deposit for two houses, right? But only one at a time and doing it safe in the right structure and the right property. And yep. then I'll have two houses paying off my house. Yeah. Because the more people you've got paying off your house for you, the better, Yes. I've got over 40 people paying my house off. Yes. Now, doesn't matter. I mean, you're k in the offset account excellent. And I always say to people, have money in your offset account as a buffer. So don't go skimp. Always have a buffer because having a buffer is good. However, yes. the more properties you have, if they're the right structure, the right type of property, the quicker you're going to pay off your mortgage, the quicker you're going to make money.
1: Absolutely.
0: So well done for having... um. <coughs> 160 offset account. Excellent.
1: Yeah, that's excellent. right. And, um,
0: okay, I've got Because what, a... what's going to happen is inflation is going to eat away your loan.
1: Yeah. Your
0: loan's going to disappear. So don't worry about your loan. Don't worry about paying off your loan. Inflation will eat away your loan. That's the fact of it.
1: Yep, absolutely, 100%. Excellent, excellent. Um, I said tradies driving 150K
0: work, work truck. Truck.
1: When 50 will work just as well.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's talk about good debt and bad debt.
1: Ah, that I is see.
0: notorious for spending big dollars on these amazing utes that look amazing. And yes, I don't think it's going to make, I don't think 50,000, 150,000 car is going to make a difference to the women. They can't tell the difference anyway.
1: No. Usually, absolutely. usually. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So good, I mean, our topic tonight was, um, you know, end of, year. end of financial year.
0: Yes. So what I, want to do, year. what I want to do is talk about end of financial year and talk about what's happening with the economy.
1: Yep. Let's get okay. stuck into it.
0: Because that's, that's the important part. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to see if I can get this presentation up and share my screen for people.
1: Great! Let's do a little prezo. We like little prezos. Yeah,
0: so absolutely.
1: Learning, learning, love learning.
0: Don't know how to go full screen, but doesn't matter. Surely
1: should be able to.
0: Yep, I've, I've got a Google slides. Yep. Wouldn't have a clue how to make it big, but no, it's good enough. Hey, eh? perfect, perfect. Okay. let's do it let's do it let's do it let me share my screen okay can you have a look at this can you see it yay okay there's me two guns are blazing because i'm from america
1: (laughs) hey i love it Love it, love it
0: so what will the efo bring well Look at, look at these stats. I want to show you these stats because they're fascinating because the fact of it is opinions are a bit like assholes, right? Everyone's got one and they all stink. But facts tell the real story when it comes to this sort of stuff, and that's why I like to talk about facts. Okay, this is the, the, the underlying, underlying budget deficit, right? So the deficit means how much money we owe as a nation. Yeah, right. So, so what happened was we expected the underlying deficit to go to $60 trillion, billion dollars, billion dollars, $60 billion. Yeah. I'm just reading it here, billion, that's good, not trillion. However, that's the blue line. But look at the red line, where it is, more yeah, like wow. 30. So what does that mean? Instead of owing 60 billion, we owe 30 billion. And why is that? Because our economy has been so strong. Yeah, great. And when you've got a strong economy, that's good. Now, look at net debt as a percentage of GDP, right? So you look at um, the blue countries and look at Australia, we're the red country. Yeah, wow. We're tiny, which means that we don't have a lot of debt compared to GDP. So GDP is gross domestic product, and net debt as a percentage of GDP is a lot more important than the net debt in, in as a whole Yeah, because it's easier to compare apples for apples. Because, for example, the US, they're much bigger than us, so their deficit is going to be bigger, much bigger than net debt. Yeah. But even per capita, they're much bigger than us. They're huge. They're more than double what we are. Right? Look at Japan.
1: And and so looking at this as a snapshot, I mean, I've got an idea, but just to explain it to people out there that kind of look at graphs like this and get a bit dizzy with the, uh, you know, they have no idea. What's what's the big picture?
0: The big big picture is that we're doing exceedingly a lot better than we expected economically because, you know, everyone's talking about recession and the head of the Reserve Bank, he said there's no recession coming. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to put my hat on no recession coming because a recession is really just a slowdown of the economy for I think it's like um, four months in a row or three months in a row. I'm not sure. Yes. Actually, I should really look up the definition. Definition of recession.
1: Deception. <laughs> Recession.
0: There we go. Okay, A period of temporary economic decline, right, in two successive quarters. There you go, right? Two successful
1: quarters. That's all
0: it is. That's all it is. So big deal, like, if you decline a little bit. So, and look at the inflation forecast. Yeah, right. They expect it to peak and then drop right down. Yep. The cash rate... So with the cash rate, the cash rate is actually interest rates, right? Yeah. So the CBA cash rate target forecast is actually they expect expected to go down again by the 23rd of September, by yeah. September 20, 20, 20, 2023. Yeah. So it's going to be – they reckon it's only going to be a short amount of time, right? So what they're saying – is you look at Australian consumer confidence has gone right down.
1: Yep. And so what does consumer confidence going down mean?
0: Oh well, when when consumer confidence goes down, that weakens the economy a little bit. But our economy is very strong anyway, because we export a lot of our stuff. So our commodities, commodities are important. But you look at Australian petrol prices, look at this graph. They've yeah. gone through the roof.
1: Yeah, fantastic.
0: They're crazy. Yeah. Wages. Yep. They're going back up.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Private dwelling approvals have gone down quite significantly.
1: Well, we'd know that anyway, just in regards to... Of-
0: sentiment down. And price... Sydney and Melbourne going down. And we predicted this several years ago.
1: Yeah, we, you already, yeah. Which is, but it's good to know that your predictions that you talked about, just by looking at the current stats.
0: Yep, exactly. You're on on the money. If you read this, if you read this, if you, they did a survey. If your mortgage repayments increase as a response to expected interest rate rise in 2022, how does this affect you? Have a look at what people have written down. Do you want to read that out?
1: People, what have people have written? Um, cut expenses, experience mortgage stress, refinancing, locked in fixed rates, uh, relocate, absorb increase, none of the above.
0: There you go. So, so people the biggest have
1: got- one is cut expenses.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's what 53% of people will do. That's all. So that's what I wanted to show you. And you look at this, our population. Look at our population um, down here, 2019. It went negative 30,000.
1: Yep.
0: It went down. And now, look out, look out, look at that big, now it started to go up again. We're yep. going to start getting 250,000 people.
1: Migration.
0: Migration. You can see the population change started to go back up again.
1: Yep.
0: Right? So so that's great. migration that's great. that's
1: great for investors because these people this this population growth means we need more rentals we need more housing
0: exactly but look at this graph this is called construction insolvencies. insolvencies
1: yeah fantastic
0: and look what's happening well, it's not fantastic it's sad
1: no 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 so I'm, I'm the, saying fantastic that you've got these great stats yeah.
0: look, so the fact of it is,
1: So you can be clear. Construction
0: insolvencies trending up means there's more and more builders going broke.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: Right. So they're saying the house construction industry is set to fall. So, so I mean, if you can you believe that? That's what they're saying. Sorry.
1: I was going to say, like, um, it's great that these uh, stats are here because it gives a real snapshot, but also does it stop the, um, you know, investor going out there and, and buying property at this point in time? Is it a good idea? Yes. Well, look,
0: I show, I showed that snapshot. The economy is good, sentiment's down, population's going back up, but if, um, if, construction industry is set to fall, and apparently there's going to be a lot of challenges there. So the deal is one thing... One thing I'm saying to investors now, it's an excellent time to invest, but this is a time where you got to be super careful. Yeah. Right? The challenge is you don't want to buy a property and the builder going broke. Yeah. So you got to do your due diligence and really, really get it right or try to get it right. There's no way you can get it 100% right. There's risk in everything, and I think it's worth the risk. I think it's worth investing. Because there's a lot of upside, heaps of upside, so it's definitely worthwhile. Yeah. the difference between the poor, mm-hmm. poor people and investors, right? Wealthy investors, is poor people, they'll buy the lottery week in, week out, every week, right? Yep. Knowing that there's a 999999999 percent chance they're not going to get anything. There's an infinitesimal little chance they might become millionaires, right? And you know, the poor people, you know what they did? They all went in on cryptocurrencies. Yep. Right? And look what happened. That's it. There's not, it's got destroyed. But you know what the smart investors do? They, the first thing they want is they want to make sure they don't lose their money. That's the number one rule. Yep. Number two is actually making money. Number one is don't lose any money. And that's why you've got to be conservative. That's why you've got to do property.
1: That's it. Absolutely.
0: Pros and close of using equity.
1: Look, we've got one minute left, and then we've got to go to our live with our members only. So, well,
0: the pros and cons of equity, we'll have to wait till next time. Then, sorry, next week. Well, sorry, whoever. Right. okay. So, what I want to say, guys, is next week we're starting our challenge. Yes. Right. So, we're doing the freedom through property challenge.
1: Freedom and through starts,
0: property. What day does it start? Starts on the fourth. Yes. So next Monday it starts. So there's time for you guys to join. If you guys want to join the challenge, type in hashtag challenge and our team will send you a link to the challenge. It's a live challenge with me and my team where you go for 14 days and what happens is each week I give you a secret mission each day and you go and do your homework and then you go to the safe Facebook group and tell us what you did and if you need help, we help and coach you through it. And by the end of it, you've got a million-dollar game plan and you know exactly what you need to do when it comes to investing. So, if you want to join us, type in hashtag challenge and yes. I'll see you in the challenge. Thank you for joining me. I'm going to see you next Thursday night again, but yes. we're going to go to our group now and start doing that. Stay good. Happy Be amazing end of the Year. And I'll see you next financial year.
1: Yep, absolutely.
0: Okay, no All worries. Right. Okay, no worries. Bye bye. See you at, this, at the shirt.